Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bees Knees Podcast. We're your hosts, Ben and Brittany, and if you haven't already, please download this episode. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Bees Knees Ben and the Bees Knees Brittany, and on TikTok at the Bees Knees Podcast. We like talking about movies and TV, or TV and movies, cause we're the Bees Knees, oh yeah. Do you think that there is anybody in the world who has never told a lie probably tell me tell me the situation where there is a person who has been entirely truthful their entire life well i feel like there's maybe some cognitive aspects to it where it's like they aren't actually capable of it even like it's just like neurodivergent to the point where it's just like my brain is in incapable of telling a lie yeah or like Sometimes people will lie because they're afraid of hurting someone's feelings. Like, for example, there's a lo- the common one of like, oh, do I look bad in this? And it's like, no, it looks amazing on you. <laughs> because you just, you don't want them to feel bad about it. So then you lie. But I feel like there's some people who are just like incapable of acknowledging that that's even something someone would feel bad about. So they're just like, yeah, that looks horrible. Yes, yeah, so I'm doing awful. you a service by telling you that that does look bad. You should probably change. Which honestly, like, I try to be honest, but like in a nice way. So it's like if that something doesn't look great, I'll be like, there are things that look better <laughs> than that. Just go a roundabout way to be like, it doesn't. Because something it's else might like know. yeah, because maybe the color just isn't your color or maybe this style just doesn't flatter your body the way that other styles do (laughs) i don't know i but i still feel like me if i was on the receiving end sometimes i would still be like upset because if i really really (laughs) like something and And somebody was just like yeah it it doesn't look good for you because what if it looks so good on the hanger and you're like i just want this to look good on me so badly and you're like ah what do you think it's just like mm, nah yeah <laughs> uh maybe not that and then you feel sad because it's like oh but i just saw this it looks so good on the hanger it looks so good on the mannequin and then it just doesn't do any do me any favors and that's hurtful <laughs> <laughs> You could just save my feelings with, like, omitting that fact. But then also, it had they lied and been like, yeah, you look great. Slay queen, you would be going out wearing something that does not compliment you looking like shit. Yeah, and then the worst thing is that, like, you get all these photos taken at whatever event you're wearing this thing to. And then, like, after the fact, you see the photos and you're like, why did you oh, tell me I looked no. good? Yeah. And then you just have that even worse aftermath because then you have to live with those photos forever. Yeah. And you know how things are, like whether it's Facebook or Google Photos or whatever, it's constantly reminding you of the past. It's like, hey, remember this day? And it's you wearing that awful outfit. Yeah, and you're just like, dear God, what was I thinking? Why did nobody tell me? Why did nobody tell me that wearing this color would make me look like I was a corpse. Moral of the story, you need to learn when to, let's say fib, Mm -hmm. to protect somebody. Um, Like, uh, maybe like Christmas gifts. Yeah, Yeah. gifts. Where it's just like, is it this? No. Is it this? No. Is it this? 
totally is, but no. Well, and then that's more like it's not even really a lie. It's a secret. And then there's also the whole teaching kids and people the difference between like what like what a safe secret is. Yeah, a temporary secret that does not hurt people's feelings and a this is our forever secret. Yeah, because it's like there should no be there should never ever be a secret that lasts forever. Mm. Or there's like the it's like a half truth or something where you're just kind of like stretching the truth. <laughs> like when you kind of hide how much something costs. So you just like I guess that's where girl math comes into play. <laughs> girl math. Where it's like, well, and you justify the cost so much that you're not really telling the true cost of it in the moment. And I feel like you are worse for this than I am. Yeah, I mean, it would it would honestly be like we'd be fools for not buying it. Yeah. Because it's something we could like we just got a Diablo 3. For the switch because mm-hmm. it's just like well it's something we can do together and spend upwards of 200 hours together doing yeah so i mean plus it was 50 percent off so from 80 dollars down to 40 dollars so i mean you're already saving that then what's 40 divided by 200 i don't know like it's a really small amount so it's that much per hour so i mean do you think our quality time is not worth cents per hour? Well, see, the thing is, is that we don't get charged by the hour or by the day. Listen. You get charged all at once, which makes a bigger dent in the budget. Yes, but we are not debating the cost of it. We are debating the value of it. Well, yeah, those are different things, though. So the value of it, yes, we are paying $40 now. But if we take that $40 and equate it to the longevity of this game that we get to play together. Mm-hmm. Then the value justifies the cost. Like yeah. I understand and, I mean, the principle In the end, it. with the, it being cents per hour, hours of quality time, which you really can't put value on, in the end, it's basically free. No, you can't put a cost on. You can't put value on it. That's what I meant. And then in <laughs> the end, it's basically free. Because like I'm just thinking also, we just got the new tattoo machine. And we were just originally getting needles for the old tattoo machine. But then by the time you replace all the The needles and and cartridges and elastics and whatever, then it came to like, I don't know, $20 less than a whole new machine, which we got the rotary machine. I think it was an $11 difference. Still, there's the difference. So it's like, well, let's just get this whole new machine. But then the problem with that is like you would think that the rotary machine would be easier because it's just like a chunky pen or like marker, right? Mm-hmm. So you'd think like, oh, yeah, okay. So then you're you're justifying the value because, well, this will be easier to use. And with us amateurs just goofing around, being completely reckless with our bodies, we're like, well, this will be better because, yeah, we'll have shitty t- tattoos, but they'll be a little less shitty because it's easier to use. And then we went to do it, and I'm mortified <laughs> at the work that I've done. And Genuinely, I don't think it's as bad as you think oh, it is. Oh, it's bad. Nah. It's so bad. The only thing that is is the depth at which you tattooed at. Yeah. Kind of led to some bad complications. Yes. I wouldn't even say they're bad because it is like, what, two, three tattoos out of, like, at A this point, how many do legs. I have on my legs? A lot. So I many. can't count them. And it 
they're just going to blend into a sea of tattoos. Yeah, which, are, like, it's the point because it's, it's, like, all the l- really, really bad ones are kind of going to get disguised by the entirety of the leg. Yeah. So, like, my hope for your legs is to just look like kind of one of those, like, Where's Waldo things where it's, like, a picture that's just I'm, chaos. Yes. But you just pinpoint, like, oh, here's this thing. Oh, where's this thing? I'm going to get a T-shirt with like a list of things like uh dead inside ghost or yeah. small uh small fish or uh clown fish or um i don't know just various other things the uh, love berry yeah love berry and it'll just be the words of it and then i'll wear it with a pair of shorts and then people can play where's waldo with my legs right and I think that'll be very fun. I think it'd be cool. And that's like the goal is like it'll just look like a chaos picture of just a bunch of different little pictures. And then you can just pick out the ones that stand out and hopefully the shitty ones, <laughs> the ones that I'm embarrassed about because they're not my favorite ones that I've done can kind of just be like, oh, less noticeable because of all the other good ones. Better ones. One of the ones that you did that you dislike is currently one of my favorites. I got a Band-Aid on my knee. (laughs) And you're so upset because you're like, it had so much potential. And like, honestly, I love it. It's just a little Band-Aid with like hearts in the, uh, the center bit. And it, like, I love it. It is... Practically not the best executed tattoo, mm-hmm. but I love it. So, and like the worst part about that one is the placement, but you can't have a band aid tattoo not on the knee because it's like, <laughs> where do you, knee. yeah, where do you need a band aid the most? Where do you need a band aid <laughs> on your, the knee? On your knee. So, basically, what I've done, it came with a piece of fake skin, which honestly, watching videos of people tattooing on fake skin. Maybe our fake skin that we got complimentary with the machine was just like garbage. Yeah, just cheap because it was not at all what I was expecting. But I've spent, I don't know how long, like an hour, you, two no, hours. You spent about two and a half, three hours. Just tattooing. And I was just freehanding stuff on this yeah, fake skin. It was mostly for technique yeah. rather than making like a the best looking tattoo. Yeah. It was like getting your needle depth and stuff like that which honestly you probably should have started with that probably but in the end i don't care and i had done so many other ones with the old machine that were great yeah that i'm very proud of and they didn't they didn't have the same issue with the depth and stuff that i had with the other one so i don't know i i'm hoping that now that i've practiced on the fake skin mm-hmm. that when I go to actually tattoo you again, I will be more successful and I, happy. I with have it. a feeling that the work you've done today is going to be. Sometimes good. I find myself staring at your legs and like staring at the blank spots and locating the real estate I want. And just thinking like, oh, this could go oh, there. Yeah, look at that. Look at that blank space. It's just full of potential. I got a blank space, baby. It's got your name. Oh, I'll write my name. Okay. <laughs> um, 
This week was actually a really fun week because over the weekend we went and visited your cousin hmm? and spent the night. Egg cousin. When, what? Egg cousin. Yeah. For context, <laughs> I had a dream about an egg and this cousin. So I guess now she's known on the podcast as Egg Cousin. Um, and that was a lot of fun. And we've made plans for me to cook a turkey for a lot of people at Thanksgiving, which I am very excited about, but also very nervous about because I've, I oh. love cooking turkeys. It's another one of my Bobisms. And I'm very excited to do it, but I've never cooked a, that big of a turkey for like 30 people. I and realistically, you, you are just going to follow your procedure. Rubbing in under the skin, talking to it, kissing it. Oh, I don't kiss nothings, raw poultry. Seasoning <laughs> it, loving it, being tender with it. And then you're just going to put it in the oven for the amount of time that is appropriate for that turkey. Yeah. It's no different than a smaller turkey that you have done and blown out of the water. Well, I just... So juicy, so succulent. See, that's the thing I'm worried about. I'm worried because of the length of time that it has to be in there. That's a lot more than the ones that I've cooked. I'm afraid that I'm me, me and my inexperience is going to dry it out. You are not because that's just how long a turkey that size will cook. It's just proportionate bigness. And normally I take eggs. I should be known as the egg cousin because <laughs> normally I take deviled eggs. But now I've passed on the torch to a different cousin been like you have now been blessed with the eggs here's my recipe which is not much of a recipe no it's honestly the the <laughs> most simple thing but that was so funny when you were explaining like yeah, you can do eggs and then she was just like but i so watched a recipe and it's so complicated you have to put this stuff in and this stuff in and this stuff in and i don't know if you want to blow your recipe here on the podcast for Brittany's best eggs it's just mayonnaise <laughs> <laughs> you take it's an egg. Just mayonnaise. You take an egg. You take out the yolks, and you mix mayonnaise in it. And I just eyeball it, and I whip it up. And if it doesn't look like it's the right color, or the right consistency, I add more mayonnaise. And then when it is the right color and right consistency, I pipe that mayo yolk in the into the whites. And then I sprinkle with paprika. And that's it. That's it. And people go ape shit for your deviled eggs. Yeah. And I never understand why I'm like, they know what deviled eggs are, right? <laughs> and then she was telling me like, oh no, they had like, they had like pickle juice in it and they had like relish in it. And I was like, what? First off, ew. I was like, I've never in my life done that i did know one person that used to make their deviled eggs with onions chopped in it and i was like what i have is seen happening here a recipe where they put mustard in with the the yolks yolks and i thought that doesn't seem like the worst thing no that seems but it reasonable. still seems unnecessary yeah see that's the thing is like sometimes just the most simple is fine like, I don't think that a deviled egg needs to be very complicated. There are some things that, yes, please season your chicken with more than salt and pepper. Like, you, there are so many things that you can do with the actual meal. Yeah, and honestly, the difference it makes by just throwing an herb on top of the chicken. Yeah. When you bake it. Yeah. Like, herbs, spices, like, look things up, experiment, try new things. 
by all means, do that with your main course. But it's just an egg. Let the egg just be an egg. <laughs> you heard it here first, <laughs> folks. Let the egg be an egg. A egg. <laughs> um. So yeah. Anyway, we had a blast visiting, and we went swimming, and we went to this like yeah. You guys went to horticultural or like heritage festival thingy. You went and saw how things were done in the good old days. Yeah. So we watched people like churning apple butter to make it and we Ooh. saw um what else were they making oh they were making like roasted peanuts but like in this mechanism over a flame i don't know it was outdoors and we saw someone like a demonstration on how to do log cutting so they would like fasten this like log in and then it would like move on like these kind of like train track things and it would wheel it through this massive saw wow. Oh, I also got to sit on this bike seat and pedal, which made the blade of a saw go up and down. And then the the professional, so I don't cut my fingers off, cut a piece of wood while I moved the saw. <laughs> and the, on, the kids made rope. Yep, they, they made their own in, ropes. In their words, they spun the thingy and then they put the strings through the thingy and then it made a rope. Yep. And I was like, oh, that clears things up so much. Basically, the people running the demonstration had three ropes or like three strings that they had joined together on one end. And then where the girls had to turn the gears and everything, there were three hooks, which each of the individual strings attached to. And then so from the far end where they were joined together, they twisted it up. just braided a rope. Yeah, it, bas- it just like twisted it up and then they had to turn it the other way while it like, I don't know. It, was, it took a long time because it was a long rope and their children who spin it very, very slowly. <laughs> but it's just like a twisted string that wow. they get to keep now. Yeah, and they got a horseshoe. Yeah, they got a horseshoe. Your cousin bought that for them. I guess wow. when your cousin took her kids to it when they were small, they the, used to just like the show were free. Yeah, and they like did a demonstration on how the blacksmith made the horseshoe and like heat like heat up the metal and like molded it and all this stuff. This time that we went, the blacksmith was on lunch, so I don't know what his demonstration would have been like, but the horseshoes were not free. So she bought them a horseshoe, which was very nice. And so then they both got a horseshoe. They got a rope that they made. We watched a performance by a couple of ladies singing like ABCs and stuff, which was too young for them. (laughs) (laughs) They would have loved it five years ago. Um... (laughs) But we like we were s- sitting there singing the songs and clapping our hands and like trying to be enthusiastic yeah. about the whole thing, and it was a it was a fun couple hours that we went there. It was busy, but then we got some fritters. I think no, we got uh, strudels, mm. some homemade yeah. strudel. We had blueberry and cherry. And it was so nice because when you guys got home and after we ate lunch or dinner, dinner, yeah, like. The strudels got baked. Yeah. And there was some ice cream put on top. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. It was so delicious. It was amazing. Next year, we should go back yeah. when there's that festival. Yeah. And we'll also get two strudels so that we can all have two portions of the strudel. Because it was fantastic and I wanted more. Yeah. Well, he, the guy that was making and selling the strudel ran out. He had to leave and go get more. 
and this was like a three-day festival and so I was like I hope that he has just like a ton at home and just like I'm sure that's the case yeah so anyway it was a lot of fun going there great way to spend the long weekend while you were at the heritage festival I was just playing uh magic the gathering Mm -hmm. uh playing with uh my cousin's kid who is he has like 20 different decks Mm -hmm. so one of them is my old deck that I had bought like individual cards to make like a good deck yeah Uh, I clobbered him with it and he's just like I'm gonna force you to change that and then I went through using his decks and man he kicked my ass so many times yeah and it culminated we were both so basically through the years we've played magic and when he beats me I buy him a pack of cards Mm -hmm. and this year we were tied at the end it was like three three then in our final game of the year which is like right before we were about to go home I had him beat he had nothing I had all the things he had no life left I had all my life left yeah and then I had one card that was beefed up that could just trample over everything he had Mm -hmm. and then he threw out a card that sent it back to my hand well wouldn't you know it that fucked over my entire play yeah and after that happened i did not have everything set up to beat him (laughs) and then the the little bastard i say in a very loving tone because it was a brilliant scheme of his yeah it's just part of your razzing that you oh yeah so he he came back he had cards that kept building up his life Mm -hmm. quicker than i could knock it back down as he he was in like his end game strategy so he was putting out all his tough guys and like i went from full life to being beaten when i had him on one out of 20 life and he impressive he kicked my ass so thoroughly (laughs) so thoroughly that i bought him two packs of magic cards yeah because it was just it like he caught me so off guard yeah I was just like, I'm going to beat him. I'm st- I was still going to buy him a pack of magic cards. But I was just like, oh, I have you beat. Look at this. Look how I have beat you after, like, so I won my first two games with my deck. Uh-huh. And then I lost consecutively to his. Mm-hmm. And so at some point I said, oh, how the turntables when I finally got my third win against him. Right. And then in this last match, after he did that power play and switched it around, he goes, oh, how the turntables. And I'm like, oh, you little. And <laughs> I have to tell you, I am not a great loser. I could. You're a better cla- loser than I am, though. Yes, but I could be <laughs> classified as a sore loser. Yeah. So I was so salty. Like, if we didn't have just like a such a fun time playing he probably would not like me because <laughs> I was just like, oh, you little shit. You, I can't believe you did this. All your smack talking. Yeah. And like, but no, he beat me and it was, it and, was so good because and, the first year I played, I let him win. Yeah. And I, he doesn't have to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. He can just win. And then what happened when you went to buy him cards? You took your, you, a, almost 32 year old man took your 15 year old cousin to buy cards 
And what? Oh my God! What this, happened? This lady at Walmart says, "Are is he your son or <laughs> young brother or something? Because you two look so similar." <laughs> and I was just—I was so caught off guard, and I was just like, "No, he's my cousin's kid." And like to me, he's—he's just, he's just my cousin. Yeah. But it's just like, no, he's like. Cousins are too complicated to figure out the, like, my second cousin, my first cousin once removed, like, all that stuff. Like, as far as I'm concerned, cousins, they're all cousins. Cousins, Cousins kids, cousins, grandkids, still a cousin. We call our kids, like, we tell our kids, referring to your cousin's kids, that's your cousin. And I'm pretty sure that they are second cousins. I think that's how it works. But it's too complicated. And I'm not going to explain that to a kid. So I'm like. You're all cousins. Because it doesn't really matter. You're cousins. Yeah. But I just, yeah, your reaction. (laughs) Okay. So at first I was just like, no, he's my cousin. And they're like, oh, well, uh, there's something in that in your, like, I can definitely tell you're related. And I was just like, oh. And then as we were leaving, I was like, man, hey, at least you know you look real cool because as a joke. Yeah. Because you're, you look cool. And if you look alike, then. (laughs) But then I was like, wait a minute. My son? My son? How old does she think I am? She thinks I'm old enough to be your dad, but your dad is so old. And then he's just like, yeah, my dad's like 60. And I was just like, that's two of me. Oh, my God. I must be looking rough. I think she just doesn't have like an accurate. um, Yeah. Yeah, and this is after, so we went to Walmart to find cards, and they did not have any left. The whole c- trading card section was sold out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went up to this lady, I was like, is there anywhere else they would be? Like, sometimes they have, like, a, a stand up by the front, and she points to a stand that has, like, six packages of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Right. And I was like, what the fuck is this? This isn't what I want. I said Magic the Gathering. Yeah. And she's just like, I don't even know what that is. And then she throws out this line. And I'm just like, so on top of being useless, you insult me by telling me I look old or tired (laughs) or something. And then we had to drive all the way across the city to go to the mall to go to a GameStop. Because that's the only other place in town that we could find that sold them. And do you want to know how many packs they had when I intended to buy two? Mm -hmm. Just two. Well, that's good then. Just too, so that's yeah, perfect. We, we bought their last magic cards. So I, I guess I've just never realized how like privileged the magic kids around here are that there is like a whole store that is just based around magic cards. Yeah. Because there's a lot of places that don't have that. Right. Like, like they had a, a Warhammer store. So like if you wanted to go buy like minis and paints and go mm-hmm. play Warhammer there. Which, that was also really cool. But that doesn't help when you just want to buy a pack of Magic cards once a year. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe that's why if everybody's only buying them once a year. Yeah, I guess. I have. To, I feel like there has to be people buying them. More frequently than yeah. that. You would think. But we ended up watching this week um, Adam Sandler's new movie on Netflix. Yeah. You are so not invited to my bat mitzvah. And... Um, when it first came out, I saw it and I was like, oh, Adam Sandler has this new movie. Cool. 
And then I was hearing and seeing on online and on the radio and stuff that this movie is now Adam Sandler's like highest rated movie of all his movies, which to me was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Well, that's because he's, he's topped like Little Nicky and Happy Gilmore. Yeah. And stuff, like his, you know, the classic. Exactly. Like the old school Adam Sandler, like that's nuts. So I was like, oh, we should watch this. And like it was a good movie. But like you said when we were watching it, it was like this isn't really an Adam Sandler movie. He's barely in it. Adam Sandler, like there's always the joke where he started his movie production company so he could just make movies with his friends. Mm-hmm. This it just evolved into, hey, my whole family, let's make a movie. Yeah. And like I have to say, his daughter was a pretty good actress. Yeah. The other daughter was also like, she filled that role and it was good. Right. Um, Like, it was not an Adam Sandler movie in any way apart from he is in it a bit and I'm sure he produced and all that. Yeah, he did. Definitely. So it's just like, but it's not an Adam Sandler movie in the way that I think about it. Yeah. Because I think about like those like, you know, he gets angry and yells at people. Yeah. And... It just, it wasn't the same. It was just a movie that he... He was in it a couple times. Yeah, and he dipped his fingers into the production of it. Yeah. And um, the few times he was on screen were some of the times that we found to be really funny. (laughs) Like, there was one time where his daughter's going on about how, like, oh, like, she's almost a a woman, and, like, she's had her period for seven months. (laughs) He's like, that's too long of a period. He's like, that's a really long period, honey. And it's like, (laughs) that's so funny just because of, like, dads being dads. I was just like, this is amazing. I think, so there were times watching the movie where I was like, this is so cringy. But it's cringy in the sense of like, this is so accurate because I, as we were watching it too, and we're seeing like, oh, he's like the cutest boy in, in seventh grade or eighth grade or whatever grade they're in. And I, and then it shows an actual child. And I was shocked (laughs) because I was like, oh my gosh, look at them like crushing over this dweeb. But I'm like, wait, no, this is because this is what teenagers look like for real i'm so used to we're so used to like euphoria teenagers yeah who are like like 20 25 year old models yeah so it was like it was it was cringy in the best way because it was so accurate to what life is like when you're that age Mm -hmm. and it's true because they're actually that age. Yeah. So it's like it's cringy for us as like grown-ups because it's like we would be looking into our kids intimate times growing up like that. Yeah. And there's also the times where it's like you remember being that age and just doing stupid petty shit and it's embarrassing and humiliating and like the first kisses and how awkward and uncomfortable it is. And I loved this movie because of those things. Because you could watch it and remember just like how awful it is to be that age and to have your first kiss and to get caught doing things you're not supposed to be doing and just everything that is embarrassing and just humiliating all about growing of the up. overreactions of childhood. Yeah. You know, there was one scene in particular that as I was watching it, I loved just 
the mind shift in how teenagers are reacting to stuff and I'm guessing that's how teenagers are reacting to stuff now because obviously it's different from when I was a teenager and so there's a scene where they go to like the ledge or whatever which is like a ledge just a big cliff yeah where you jump into the water and she wants to impress this boy so she's gonna jump off the ledge and she does and earlier they had mentioned that like she was on her period and she has a heavy flow and all this stuff and and so Adam Sandler had gotten her these massive pads, probably way bigger than she actually needed. <laughs> but also me remembering pads when I was growing up, they're friggin' awful. They get twisted. They don't stick right. Like there's just always complications with pads. And then the bigger you get, I feel like the more complications you have, like it folded in on itself and just yeah. it can be a disaster. Okay. So she jumps into the water and I'm like, they had just mentioned her period, the pad, something period related is going to happen and she's going to be humiliated. She jumps in, her pad unsticks and floats to the surface showing everything, like a, just a yep. bloody pad floating on the top of the water. Everybody sees it. It's like, oh, what's that? Oh, making like Red Sea jokes and stuff. But the boys were reacting very immaturely as you would expect them to. The girls were like, whatever, it happens every month and like defending it and stuff. Yeah. Whereas I remember growing up, girls also, for the sake of not being embarrassed themselves about it, would kind of just joke along with the boys if it wasn't them. So like girls also weren't defending girls back then. It's kind of nice that girls are defending each other and like it's a natural thing. Like shut up. Like she wasn't popular at all at that point. No, no. She was just another one of the girls that was like kind of the outlier. Yeah. And like even the popular girls were just like, whatever. It's just, it's just a, a period. period. Yeah. And I was like, that is amazing because I, what I remember my childhood if, being. If you. Yeah. In early stages of high school had that happen. And all the popular girls were standing at the top. They would have destroyed, destroyed me. You. Yes, for sure. So I'm like, I hope that this is true, that girls are also being more accepting and like defending other girls for just completely natural things Mm -hmm. because we're all going through it so you may as well like stick up for each other but i really liked that scene i just like all the the awkwardness to it i liked the cringiness to it because i was like it's refreshing to see something actually be reflective of what being a preteen and teenager is like instead of the like glorified sex and yeah. parties that are described now in movies. Yeah. The, there was a few things that I was just like, got to be into the unrelatable thing. Mm-hmm. Cause like they were going to all like every, they're in the, the grade where they're all doing their bar and bat mitzvahs. Mm-hmm. So every weekend they're having this giant party. Yeah. And it's just like, these are, like these are like Adam Sandler level people yeah. throwing their kids bar and bat mitzvahs. Yeah, like, like their houses that they were growing up in were like little mansions. <laughs> like and it's just like like I I get that it's just like it's a movie, so it's mm-hmm. gotta look larger than life and like the parties have to be big because that's the point of it. It's yeah. a big day, big parties. But like you know there are people like in small towns where they're bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah is just like it's just small it's small small like if they have a little party after it's like in like 
a basement. The basement of the Legion downtown. Yeah, and like, like they it did smells, say that. It smells gross, um, stuff like that. And the the other thing that was like, this is beyond realistic. She jumped into that and the boys were like, oh, the Red Sea shuffle and doing TikTok videos and stuff. Yeah. I get the the girls were like, whatever, it's just a period. The boys would not let her live that down. No. As well as <laughs> there was a bit near the end where uh, she makes this video of her friend. And there's one scene, and I'm going to kind of spoil a bit. It's, I mean. It's a very embarrassing. It gave me so much anxiety watching it. There's a bit where this girl is at a sleepover with her friends. And is like, have you ever farted from the front? And she's like, I'm going to show you. So she does a little exercise to build up air. And then she goes and she does a full queef on her friend's face. (laughs) (laughs) She's sleeping. (laughs) And this plays at her bat mitzvah. Yeah. And you pointed out, it's just like, okay, but it's like a few weeks later. And now like this other girl is giving her a a better bat mitzvah. But there is no humanly way that you can queef on someone's <laughs> face on and video on video for all of your school group to see and not just permanently be titled at queef girl yeah <laughs> i know i and it's, it's so obscene it's not just like a natural thing like you are queefing in a friend's well, face well i mean it is kind of natural. The way, like, I mean, the situation, the situation was, was orchestrated. Jumping into the water and a pad coming out. Yeah. That's like, oh, that sucks. But that's it's beyond just, your control. Yes. And yeah. But you have deliberately queefed. You have straddled face. your friend's face <laughs> and queefed on it. See, and that's the other thing where it's like when she was first going through all these embarrassing videos and like mad at her friend and like going to essentially embarrass her and like get payback she's going through all these videos and it's like these are so relatable because the embarrassing stupid shit that girls do at slumber parties is i've never done that but like the making your barbies make out and like having boogers in your face and popping zits and like talking about boobs and periods and your bodily changes and hair and all this stuff it happens and it's embarrassing if anybody ever knew what was being said or what you were doing to kind of imitate adult life or what you think adult life is going to be like. Like, could I even feel bad for the actor? I know. That actor who had to, like, I'm sure she, like, obviously didn't actually queef in a, in no, a face. No, no. But, like, it's, you know, Adam Sandler's best rated movie. Yeah. Everybody is going to be seeing this. It's number she, three on Netflix, and right now. she is just the queef girl. Because <laughs> I just was like, people are so cruel that it's like, even if she had a booger. Like I remember being in elementary school, we went on a trip, and um, some of the girls developed much quicker than other girls. I did not. I was flat chested <laughs> till I was like sixteen. But some of the other girls had were breasts and we went swimming and I remember one girl, there was like a rock climbing wall and she was climbing the wall mm. and one of her titties was just right out. And 
Why'd you just say it like that? Because it was. One of her breasts was out of her bathing suit. Is that better? So, and I remember like a bunch of us girls were yelling at her to be like, hey, like trying to get her attention, but not draw everybody's attention. And did she just think like, oh, yeah, hey, I'm, I'm doing a good job. I'm climbing this wall. I'm getting so high. And we're like, no, no, no. Like jump, jump, like get down. And some of the boys had seen. And it was a long time that they were still talking about it. And I mean, for them, that was probably like one of the first boobs that they actually got to see. So for them, they're all like, oh, my God, that was amazing. But like for her, it was really embarrassing. And it was like something that did not get like lived down. Like when, when we were in school, like that's the kind of shit where it's just like it goes from something that's just innocent like that Mm -hmm. to like the reputation of like just like bad reputations in school yeah and uh because people suck yeah and i just remember just like trying to to get her out of the situation but not being able to do anything maybe that's why i was having so much anxiety as this was happening because you were because watching there it and you're like no 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 uh, like i'm also shocked that when that vi- the first video that was just like negative mm-hmm that nobody picked up what was going on and tried to stop it. The two friends had not been, they hadn't been hanging around for like months. Yeah. And then the video comes on and it's not great. Why didn't the parents be like, Hey, uh, DJ Schmerkel. Yeah. It was only it. until after they had like kind of run out that you hear people even say like turn it off yeah where it's like why is it's already off (laughs) yeah why is nobody finding a cord or something to like disconnect because and i was just like panicked and i remember like sweating and i was like oh i feel sick to my stomach knowing what's coming yeah because i was like this is so horrible and i know because especially as a girl who like when you're a girl you go through changes usually quicker than boys do so you have to tolerate boys' immaturity as you're trying to navigate these life changes and like your body changing and everything. And then your half of your peers are so far behind you that it's like just that much more embarrassing. Yeah. And so it's like while obviously I've never experienced anything on that level, it's still just there. It's relatable. Secondhand embarrassment yes. through a movie. Yes. But it was it was a really good. I've. I had like warm fuzzies watching it. It was a good movie. I'd recommend it. It wasn't super relatable for me (laughs) because I have never had a period. Uh, I've like just like a lot of like the young girl experiences didn't personally go through. Some of the dumb boy stuff you were like chuckling away. Like it was like. (laughs) Like when. There was that one kid who just always got shat on. Yeah. There was the one kid and he would... Do you want to know what? I was that kid. They got blamed for everything. Yeah, or it's just like... The center of the joke. Yeah, or it's just like set up to be the the joke. Yeah. Like they were just like, who wants to listen to Don't Stop Believing? And then the one kid goes, yeah. He's like, I knew you would, nerd. That's why we're not playing. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like that exact situation has happened to me not like 
with like at a school dance or at a bat mitzvah or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but just like something, something everyone's just like, who wants to do this? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, we're fucking not because that's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and then you feel embarrassed for like putting yourself out there and like everybody's that. just like that guy's stupid. I also thought like just how stupid the boys acted. Yep. Were very super, accurate. Super. Like he's at on. he's at like the one guy like the really popular kid is at a nursing home visiting his grandma and he's like playing basketball down the hallways and like dodging like oh you're too slow and like razzing the old yeah. people and then like he's taking a selfie with his grandma and just giving the middle giving the middle finger and it's like what a loser <laughs> kids are losers like. <laughs> unanimously like they are all losers but then we have to remember we at some point we were the we losers. were those losers yeah yeah, yeah. and that's and it what gets, makes it, it gets good. better it gets better kids <laughs> it's so hard to be that age and i'm so glad that i'm not and i don't have to go through that ever again yeah i mean i do miss high school though yeah, the high school's different. Days. This was like grade eight. I would say the second half of high school. Like after you become 16, then things start to get better. But the like 12 to 16 age is awkward. Yeah, those were some rough times. Yeah, really rough. <laughs> really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, why don't you guys tell me your most embarrassing high school uh, story uh, just like the shittiest thing that happened to you. Did anybody's tip fall out while they were climbing a rock wall? Oh, thank you so much for joining us this week at the Bees Knees podcast. If you haven't already, please download this episode, and we will talk to you next week. <laughs>